And I just realized that there was kind of a disconnect and there wasn't anything online about what we did. What's happening with my counterparts and former co-workers? My latest inquiry leads me to a counterpart across the sea. What do you know? They have museums over there, too. My next guest is a fascinating woman with a great story that I am eager to share with you. Sarah Tithridge changed course from a likely career in either art history or art conservation to the hands-on job of art handler, or art tech, as they say across the water. In addition to that, she also set up a few resource websites for those working in the field, starting with Art Tech Space, known for connecting employers with art techs and hosting forums for users to connect and talk about the biz. I'm so happy she was able to talk to me and fill me in on all the details. Listen up, people. Sarah Tithridge, thank you so much for joining me uh, today. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Oh, yeah. I, I'm interested in, in, in everything you're, you're doing. I, um, I think I first learned about you on, on Instagram when I saw the, the, the icon for the Art, emergency, art Tech Emergency Fund. Mm-hmm. How did you get into the Art Tech business? Uh, <laughs> feels like many moons ago now. Um, I was studying art history and then started volunteering in uh, the gallery that was attached to um, the university. And uh, they just uh, put a call out to students and said, would you like to come and help on the next install? Mm -hmm. It would be working one-on-one with artists installing their artworks. And I was like, well, that sounds cool. Yeah. And then so did that a couple of times and then was like, met some actual technicians who did it as a job and was like, is this a real job? Oh my God, this is amazing. Um, and I, I was actually at the time looking at becoming conservative, but I very quickly realized that I liked putting holes in walls and hanging big things from ceilings a lot more mm-hmm. than doing minute uh, conservation work. So yeah, it all kind of started from there and I just started volunteering and then it turned into the voluntary jobs, turned into full-time jobs or part-time jobs and just went from there really. And like when I first started out, I had, I think it was about like five technician jobs that I was all just part time. They weren't freelance or anything. So, uh, yeah. And also New Zealand, where I'm from, is a very different industry. So, uh, oh. yeah. And then it just, when I came over to the UK, I was able to get full time work at uh, VA and then I was able to do it as a proper full time job. Okay. Um, yeah. But I'd done it for a few years in New Zealand before coming over to the UK, though. Okay. So the business is different in uh, New Zealand than yeah, the yeah. UK? Yeah. Much smaller. Sma- yeah. Okay. Smaller operations. Yeah, much smaller. And you only really get full-time roles when you work in uh, big institutions. Like I worked for the National Archives of New Zealand uh, doing, like, preservation work as well as tech work uh, and uh, a bit of art handling. Yeah, and those jobs don't come up very often. I was the youngest by probably about 30 years uh, oh, <laughs> in my so, role there. So you did yeah. do some conservation. You, you had done some conservation already? Yeah, just through um, – I got an internship um, and also did some voluntary work, learning how to do just uh, remedial treatments uh-huh. and um, – with the aim that I was going to go into either preservation or conservation. But then when I came to the UK, I realized that, no, I just wanted to be uh-huh. a proper technician all the time. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, <laughs> yeah. I would too. I mean, it, it, it's a different, different uh, patience level. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's, yeah. And, and I like being, I, I know some conservators are on the end of some big heavy tools, but 
I love being on a forklift truck and ah. uh, and I love my my big drills and mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Uh, I'm much I'm much better at that than with a little paintbrush. No, I pre- yeah, you <laughs> prefer to be it, yeah. active. No, that's, that's yeah, I yeah. think that's that can be shared among many in the profession. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I probably might ask a, a couple uh, dumb questions, but what is VA? Your yeah. first, your first job, or, or your first? Oh, VNA, VNA, Victorian Albert Museum. Ah, okay. Yeah, that was my first full-time art technician role in the UK. Okay. Yeah. As one of the larger museums in in London. Yeah, or? it's um one of the large museums that's been going for a very very long time in the UK, and so they specialize in design and architecture and all sorts. So I was brought in to work on a big project, which was the medieval Renaissance um, uh, galleries that they were working on. Okay. But did other bits and pieces. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I imagine there's more older, more fragile items to work with over there yeah. than here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, just a little bit. Just probably and especially in comparison to New Zealand. <laughs> oh, okay, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, let's see, so, so you started in art history and now you uh, dove right into the art tech biz, which we call uh-huh. uh, art handling and prep over here. Yeah, yeah. Are those terms common in the UK? Uh, prepare it is not, but mm-hmm. art handler art handling is, mm-hmm. um, and it's something we've kind of been working on that we see because there's a lot of people that call themselves art technicians, which mm-hmm. means they can do uh, a lot of the museum sort of work mm-hmm. as well as. So I suppose it's like a combination of an art handler and a preparator because preparator is yeah. generally museum based, right? Yeah, so it's kind of a combination, mm-hmm. um, but. You know, like uh, most people that work in this field, you have a lot of strings to your bow. So Mm -hmm. there's a lot of people that we don't have a lot of people that specialize in just museums or Mm -hmm. art galleries. You have a few, obviously, they're predominantly Mm full-time positions, permanent. But um, most of the industry is really made up of freelancers Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. over here. As it is, you know, like I suppose a lot in like New York and the bigger places, right? Exactly. In New York City, yeah. you could m- make a career of as freelancer. You know, you can pay mm. the bills. You know, in a smaller town like Athens, you there's not very many choices to, to you know. Yeah. So and and then you, it's going to be a part time gig. So I'm I'm lucky to have a full time at at the at the University of Georgia and 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 our art museum awesome. there. Yeah. So are you, do you call yourself a preparator? Or I, um, a, a I, I think my official title is preparator, but uh-huh. I'm also, when I was hired, it was under a different fund, so I was titled Dara Art Handler for a while. In the, okay. Uh, but, but usually the, the difference between the two in the U.S. is that, like at the Guggenheim, there was a crew that were the art handlers, and they mm-hmm. installed artwork, and there was a crew that were more were, were preparators, Right. That did more painting and building, mm-hmm. so they're just so that's I guess the but but at, at the museum that I work at now it's small so we our crew does everything yeah, mm. yeah. so you're not you never uh, you're not an artist officially um, no I'm not mm-hmm. I'm one of the very very rare breed of uh, art handler art technician mm-hmm. that didn't start out as an artist. Okay. Um, 
yeah, I get a bit of stick for it occasionally. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Um, <laughs> I may have but, a suspicion um, that you've, you've got yeah, something yeah. going on behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah, I'm just a massive geek for the industry. Okay, that's oh, that's, it, yeah. that's, the, best, that's <laughs> the best kind. <laughs> um, I, when I spoke to uh, Sean Harrison of Packin, mm-hmm. who you, I think yeah. you know, is uh, mm-hmm. he claimed to not be an artist either, but, mm. but I, uh, I suspect he's doing something also. I didn't press him on it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm definitely not an artist. I mean, I used to do set building and prop making mm-hmm. a little bit okay. um, years ago, but that was generally, like, I I would never uh, actually call myself uh-huh. an artist. Right, yeah. I hear you. Okay, yeah. so that's, yeah. I definitely don't deserve that title. Oh, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so what is the art tech space? Okay, so Art Tech Space is um, a website that I set up, uh, like, what, God, it's eight years ago now. Uh-huh. Because when I moved to the UK, I wanted to be freelance, mm-hmm. but uh, I couldn't find any work because I wasn't known in the industry right. over here, even though I'd worked uh, doing this work for quite a long time already. Um, and then just as I moved through my various jobs, I worked for the museum, the V&A, Victoria and Albert Museum. I worked for Gander and White Shipping and Handling Company. Um, and I just realized that there was kind of a disconnect and there wasn't anything online about what we did. Mm-hmm. There was no information really, yeah. except for what Packham was doing. And I was just like, oh, there's got to be something like, we're quite actually a huge industry. If you think about, I mean, what Art Tech Space is, is it covers like kind of everything. All that, I think of it as like the people that deal with the physical side mm-hmm. of art and artifacts. So people that are working studios doing fabrication, uh, framers, plinth makers, wall builders, you know, actual installers, mount makers. It's a huge industry. And yeah. as well as shipping and handling. I mean, that's massive in itself. Exactly. But I was just like, there doesn't seem to be any sort of hub of this uh, for information, for jobs. So I just started it as like a little hobby. And it was just like a really simple forum message board thing. Mm-hmm. And I started going out and just talking to people in the industry about what they were doing and just sharing stuff that I found online. And then it just kind of morphed into, I don't know, some sort of uncontrollable beast (laughs) Um, (laughs) where um, I started doing social events um, where we meet up. I do them every three months. I've done them for like the last two years. Uh, Social events where we just meet in a pub Uh and uh, we get employers come down and if they're looking for more staff because every, I alternate it, that every second one is women technicians. Mm Mm-hmm. Or uh, female identifying uh, technicians. Uh-huh. And uh, just as a way for people to network, uh, talk about work, talk about what's going on. But also, yeah, employers have started to come down to actually try and find people through this. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I post jobs. Uh, I've started sourcing freelancers for various institutions mm-hmm. and people that just want work done all over the place. I started the um, Art Technician Olympics. I oh, did that in 2016. Really? We were supposed to be doing it this August, but uh-huh. that's gone away now because of okay. the current situation. Yeah. 
which was based <laughs> on the one that the Art Handlers Olympics in New York. I had, you ever see that? I had seen a few photos yeah. and yeah of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's um, <laughs> yeah, and then I started last year, I started doing uh, organizing trainings. So we did like an AV one. I'm doing one with mount making, oh, cool. uh, lighting one. Yeah, so it's kind of morphed into this whole that thing. That is awesome. Yeah. Um, and you've yeah, which is really fun. It's really great. <laughs> it's really rewarding, although it does take up a lot of time. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. work because it got yeah. big and you're ultimately helping uh -huh. a lot of people from mm. just your uh, little hub. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I noticed as I looked on the site that you uh, uh, that one job was posted from Los Angeles, so it's not just local to London and the UK, right? No, the website as it stands at the moment, uh -huh. uh, you can actually post jobs from anywhere in the world, mm -hmm. um, but it's mainly... It's mainly just the UK okay. uh, at the moment. I'm actually building a new website at the moment, which is going to have also a database of uh, suppliers. So like where you can get phone blocks from, where you can get oh. conservation supplies. So yeah, I'm building a whole new website, oh, awesome. which will have that as well. So more functions and also hopefully can be used a bit more by people uh, elsewhere. All right. That is Because awesome. yeah, sometimes like, I do get jobs from China and stuff like that sometimes ah. too. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So you're you're connecting the workers in China to our <laughs> institutions in China. Well, a lot or, of these no. institutions, because uh, China's had a huge growth in their arts and culture, uh -huh. um, and you've got lots of places like uh, even uh, like Dubai and Middle East and okay. stuff, and they're wanting specialists to come over ah. and train their staff essentially, I and see. also. Get a lot of things set up and running before okay. they can. They feel comfortable letting uh, local workers. I think. I mean, this is what I'm gleaning. I that see. they feel then local workers would be able to be more involved. I got. Well, it. I hope. Anyway. I, I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, yeah. I, I spoke to uh, a former coworker that she had ended up doing some jobs in Dubai and and. Mm. She had some stories there too, too. But, uh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did a job in Jeddah uh, okay. a year ago now, uh -huh. year and a bit. Yeah, it was an experience. Okay. Do you do you want to share anything or oh, no? Sure. Um, <laughs> well, I probably I was uh, the lead uh, technician on the job, mm -hmm. which was probably not the best thing to do when. Uh, I was dealing a lot with lots of contractors and mm -hmm. things, and uh, they aren't very good at dealing with females okay. in that sort of position. All yeah, right. so well, that's... it was a, it was um, a challenge, no, shall we you. say? Okay, I can appreciate yeah. that. But so... still, absolutely amazing. Uh -huh. um, I still would never go back and not do it, but it's a pretty strange environment to be in as a woman. Yeah, I hear you. That's yeah. exactly what. Uh... Yeah. Deborah said so. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, very, very similar. <laughs> mm. um, I, I have another terminology question. Um, yeah, sure. For one of the jobs, the requirements were uh, heavy lifting and slinging. Slinging. Yeah. Uh, what would you call? Uh, well, slinging. So, as in, you know, when you're lifting heavy things, you've got to use a 
uh, what would you call I it think, if you don't call it a stone? Is it ri- um, ri- I think we call it rigging, but I'm not sure. When yes, you use yes, yeah, heavy yeah. nylon straps yeah. and... Rigging and lifting. Uh-huh. But yeah, we would say... Uh, slinging. Slinging, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's more of a uh, slang uh, restaurant term here in, oh, really? in the U.S., like slinging hash, <gasps> like like working at a at a diner, like <laughs> so good. chopping up hash browns. I wish browns. that was part of the role. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, sling <laughs> what are they slinging? <laughs> okay, good. I will, I'll put that in my... Uh, in my dictionary. <laughs> That's really good. Yeah, I do a bit of work over in America um, for the art fairs. Who knows uh-huh. what's okay. happening now with that. But, um, oh, but that happens quite often because of, uh, like, Dolly. Uh, uh-huh. yes. Dolly is always one of the ones that I always forget. That's what it's called. Because uh, right, right. we'll call it a skate. Ah, okay. Which is um, a good term and, for it, too, yeah. Uh, a, a lift bar? Is it lift bar? A jo- Johnson Which, bar is... I think the, about, the, see, we just call it a J bar. J bar, yeah. Well, we I, we use yeah. that. You use J bar, yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, yeah. yeah. Uh, they, uh, I um I got I got fussy uh, uh, even here because I guess I'm fussy yeah. that way. That people will, will call them the the four wheel dollies that you call skate. That makes sense. I could follow that uh, translation. Yeah. But we have dolly is a word for any hand maneuvered things with wheels, whether it's two wheeled or four wheels. Uh-huh. So I. I sometimes insist on being specific and calling it the furniture dolly, so that people, <laughs> yeah. so it's recognized as the thing that's flat. You know, so yeah. I don't, know, I don't know. Yeah, terms. Yeah, you got to work. Let's work through those when you. Yeah, yeah. You, you have probably have more <laughs> and, opportunities. And then you've got the added problem as well of my accent. Yeah. So things like when I ask for a pen, ah, it sounds like pin. Um, oh, so, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which oh. English people have issues with that as well. And oh. then also sometimes my New Zealand terminology for things slips in when okay. even in the UK. Oh, hilarious. You've got a variety. Stuff, so. of, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's it's a minefield. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> how long have you been in London? Uh, 11 years. 11 years. Okay. Okay. Mm. So I could join the, the uh, ATS. Yeah, you sure can. Okay. Does I just get an account there, or is are there dues, or what? Yeah, so, uh, no, there's no dues. It's all free. Uh-huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. No, anyone, especially if, because, uh, so employers, there's a charge for um, if I'm sourcing people directly for people, but if uh, they want to put a job up on the website, it's, it is actually free. Okay. Um, and then for... Art handlers, art technicians, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call them. Um, mm-hmm. It's free. I will never, ever charge them. I think that's a real scumbag move to charge people that are looking for work or mm-hmm. information uh, to use uh, a resource. I really don't right. think that's cool. Unless yeah. you're actively supporting an actual program of things. Right. But because I get money from employers and things to yeah. source work i put I that back into the website yeah because yeah. i just it's just something i yeah right. especially if people are trying to find jobs like you shouldn't they're already shouldn't disadvantaged yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they're the vulnerable ones yeah like, don't uh, yeah i think that's a really crappy <sighs> thing to do mm, it is it's like ah uh, yeah i worked for one i did a i worked, went through one employment agency for one job in new york Mm. And when it, I mean, they paid the, you know, an acceptable rate, but when I realized mm-hmm. what they were actually charging the company we were working for, it was, 
pretty much double and it, it doesn't feel yeah. right. You know, it's just no. like, you know, <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's really shitty. Yeah. Um, they do it here because I know there's quite a few places that have that use me now because they were using recruitment companies. Mm-hmm. But um, that I agreed that I would keep my rates lower mm-hmm. because lots of the recruitment companies then charge for that first year uh-huh. um, that they take a cream off the person's wages essentially. And I was like, well, I'll keep my rate lower if you promise to pay that person that money or yeah. we charge the same amount and I'll pay the money and yeah. we have an agreement for that. So, um, yeah. Yeah, happy workers come back and they, I think they work harder. Yeah. I think they, you know, if you care yeah. about them, they care back. You know, I don't yeah. Know. Well, that's great. I love that philosophy. It's beautiful. Um, uh, thanks. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's, probably, it's not, it's not a business sense. <laughs> huh? No. Well, yeah, but, but I think that there's something to be said for, um, consistent and fair and, um, well, there's another term, ter- but an honest, consistent, effective business. Mm-hmm. Well, I think sh- in my idealistic world will grow better and be stronger in the long run mm. than a lot of the... I hope so. I mean, over, clearly, over, yeah. businesses shouldn't be like how most businesses are run these days. They shouldn't be run like that, as Mm-mm. the current situation shows Mm-mm. us. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, it's highlighted a lot of the the issues that they are, there are in workforces oh. and with employees and, and managers and oh, directors and all that stuff, yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyhow, that's a whole other killer fish, isn't it? No, yeah, it is. I, I probably would ask you. I'll ask you. Let's see. If I'm, I, I was going to ask how does it work, but I think you pretty much explained mm-hmm. how how our tech space works. Mm-hmm. You know, unless you wanted to add something to that. No, not really. Okay. Um, no. I think oh, I my next to. question was. I mean, share a few yeah. stories of how. I mean, all of us. This is getting old, but because everyone already knows what's going on in the field, it's like people freelancers uh-huh. are not are not working. <laughs> no, and I'm no, on, we are unemployed. Yeah, yep. so it's um, and and what's what's great is organizations like yours are gearing up to to help out. You know, mm. but so yeah. So have you heard? Do you have a story you want you could share or? You know. Yeah, sure. Um, well, because I'm still working freelance. Right. Um, so I'm probably like, I probably work like maybe about like three weeks out of a month because um, I still need mm-hmm. the income. Mm-hmm. And also it means I keep my hand in the job yeah. and I just love the job. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, especially being freelance, which I've been for the last two years, I really like the diversity because I work in museums, I work you know, with collectors, I work with in artist studios, galleries, you know, it's all over the place, so it's really great. But it's not great when there's a pandemic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, instantly all that money disappeared, all the work. Right. Um, I, like, because it actually, it was, so we went into lockdown on the 23rd of March in okay. Uh, the UK. Okay. And... It was about four days before that, really, that I got all my work cancelled uh, um, and uh, or postponed. But the mm-hmm. postponements, they were like, mm, it's probably not going to be until August or September. Yeah. So I was able to have my freak out then okay. um, okay. <laughs> and meltdown and stuff mm-hmm. about it. But 
the situation here is pretty shit because we've yeah. got a really shitty government. Um, yeah. And if it wasn't for the fact that the unions really lobbied for more financial aid for mm-hmm. workers, um, and in particular freelance workers, yeah. um, there would be nothing. Mm-hmm. But still, a lot of people have fallen through the cracks. That's why we started the Art Technician Fund, um, okay. which I can get back to in a bit. But, um, but I've actually just had, because they've said things are kind of opening up, even uh-huh. though it's very vague as to who can open. and mm-hmm. it, It's vague even though they've given guidelines to how you should be working, but it's vague as to what organisations can really open um, that I've, been asked to go back to work. I've got a job that I'm negotiating at the moment uh-huh. where they want me to go back the 1st of June. But okay. I uh, said to them, okay, that's great. Because essentially they just sent me an email like they normally would saying, we've got this exhibition, it's these dates, are you free? And I was uh-huh. like, yes, <laughs> but um, things have changed a it's little bit. It's simple, so, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> What are your plans in terms of health and safety? How are we going to be working? Uh-huh. Like, where's your risk? Like, can I see your risk assessment? Uh, like, how? What is your actual plan? Uh-huh. Of like, how many people are going to be in the space? When are we going to be wearing PPE? When, you know, like, are you going to limit deliveries actually delivering into the gallery while we're there? Like, can we stagger our workflow? Um, and they've just come back and just kind of gone, oh oh, we didn't think about any of that. And it's like, are you kidding me? Yeah. That's <laughs> like, come on. Got it. Yeah, you just thought you would just throw you in there. Just go. Yeah, just throw Maybe. you in there. It's okay. I've yeah. got an hour and a half of public transport to get me there yeah. and then be in uh, central London. Right. It's fine. Oh, man. And then after that, they sent me an email saying, oh, this client is also requesting an install in their home um, and they want that done on the 1st of June. Can mm-hmm. you do that? It's like, some information would be nice yeah. first. No, they, uh, yeah, so has it's to play really funny scene. how some people are going the extra mile because I've had other employers as well that have been amazing mm-hmm. and actually called me and we've talked through how we can look at going back to doing mm-hmm. work. And then the other hand is like it just seems to be extremes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really strange. What about for you? Like what's your situation? <clears throat> well, there's a, there's a general feeling of anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm fortunate right now because I – I get to keep my, uh, they keep, they're paying me as long as I do mm-hmm. some uh, professional development and, and uh, mm-hmm. engage. That's great. Yeah. So it's really awesome. But the, 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 the not knowing and the not feeling confident in our government, you know, local mm-hmm. and national, uh, you know, uh, our governor's wanting to open Georgia back up, you know, and mm-hmm. I mean, our, our town is a college town, so a lot of people are paying really close attention so we're not we're not mm. just opening up you know Athens Georgia or whatever but it's yeah yeah but some people are that want to so mm. so it's a it's a it causes anxiety yeah yeah <laughs> you know, just don't know yeah you and know. I think just in general it's kind of uh, it seems like there's so much anxiety around what we do as well that mm-hmm. so many people even though I know a lot of people that uh, full or, time, mm-hmm. the fact that they've been furloughed, they're mm-hmm. like, oh, oh, maybe they think we're not essential workers. Right. 
um, and stuff like that. Like just a general, mm -hmm. which, you know, I mean, let's face it, we're kind of not. <laughs> but mm -hmm. uh, we are definitely a cog in a machine. And then mm -hmm. if that machine's running, then yes, we are very important. Yeah. We're very key to that. Right. But when the whole machine goes away, yeah. you know, like for society to survive <laughs> in a situation <laughs> like this. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, yeah, there just seems to be so much anxiety because also the communication and information has just been so poor. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so that's, yeah. Yeah. Just, wait, just uh, write it out and try to... Yeah, write it out. But also I think it's a really amazing way to actually take stead of what our industry is and what we do and how when uh -huh. we go back that we can actually, like... I realized with this employer that uh, is wanting me to go start work again uh, on in the first week of June. It's like, mm -hmm. well, we've never discussed health and safety or risk assessments. Right, right, right. To be honest, we've been so fast and loose about so many things. But also, I don't have any contracts with them. So if, say, one of them gets sick um, and we have to stop working, uh -huh. are they going to still pay me? Because right. they made the decision to let mm -hmm. us come. You know, but... It, it's a chance to actually look at what we do and how we do it and get a little Very bit good. more of a seat at the table as well mm -hmm. because we seem to under, we're the ones that are having to do a lot more of the physical things right. and putting ourselves in risk before a lot of our co-workers will that are in different positions. Mm -hmm. Say like registrars can do still a lot of work from home and things like that. Yeah. Um, that it, I think it's a good opportunity to just go, hang on, here we are. Right. Um, and I'm not being particularly eloquent about that, but no, um, I know what I, you mean. Yeah. It, 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 it's an opportunity for examination and yeah, and a, re, a reassessment. That that's very fair. Yeah. Very good point. Yeah. Well, well, yes. Please tell me more about the Art Tech Emergency Fund. Okay. So, uh, well, we set it up literally. I think it was the week of of lockdown, like just before, or was it just before? Anyhow, a friend of mine, team, Martina, who's uh, part of the team, um, she called me and just said, look, we've got to do something. Our industry is screwed. Like we've got, like especially freelancers, like we've got nothing. Like because most of us, unfortunately, you know, they do say like if you're freelance, you should always have a backstop of at least three months to cover yeah. you should anything happen. But the reality is that most people are actually artists, so they have studios, they have their practice, they work freelance because it gives them the freedom to do what they need to do when they need to do it and uh, raise a bit of money as well as be artists, as well as other things. I know a lot of people that also have other businesses that they run and some that look after their families mm -hmm. and, you know, are caregivers in some shape or form that the... The flexibility in our work has meant that we then have no money. And because uh, because of the government not really stepping up and uh, covering a lot of people in terms of the financial aid that they've offered, um, there's a lot of people that have fallen through the cracks and are getting nothing. Okay. So we set it up as a way, because Tina had done an auction before, and um, she was like, I think we should do this. And I was like, great idea, let's do it. We called around a few friends and they got involved. So um, we've got Taz Lovejoy and uh, Catherine have helped for a little bit as well. Uh -huh. And um, 
we then just, to be honest, we didn't think about it that much. Right, right. If we had, I don't know if we would have done it because it's <laughs> a lot of work and a lot of responsibility. But um, we just put a request out for people to say, look, if you're financially struggling or think you will be in the next month or two, mm-hmm. sign up to the fund. We're going to try and raise some money. Can't promise you anything, but mm-hmm. hopefully it'll be a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then we just contacted loads of artists and said, please, will you donate artworks? And so we set up an auction online through Jumblebee, this website, which were amazing. Okay. And um, we had like 140 artworks. Yeah, I saw some um, of them. And yeah. some of them were from some big artists and stuff, which was amazing to get that support. Um, and then it was just a free-for-all. People could bid, like on eBay. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so that finished that the auction itself closed on Friday, just gone. Okay. And uh, we raised through the auction 27000 in yeah. total, I think we've got to. Yeah, with yeah. donations and stuff, uh-huh. which is amazing. Yeah, very impressive. Yeah, it's really great. We were hoping for more. Because sure. unfortunately, <laughs> um, because we've got around 120 people that signed up, which doesn't sound like that much, but... As someone keeps saying to me, if you actually put 120 people all in one room and mm-hmm. they were all financially struggling and scared, that's not going to be a nice room to be in. No, <laughs> um, right, right. Yeah, um, yeah. And it will feel like a lot of people. Mm-hmm. That Unfortunately, that only works out to like just above like 200 pounds. Um, uh-huh. But it's still something. It's st- it's right, something. right. It's and uh, the donations are still open, so people can still donate money. So p- um, people can donate to the yeah. art. I'll share a link in my show notes, the artist. Oh, that would be amazing. Fund. Thank yeah. you. And, uh, so is it possible that you'll do another auction, or was that just uh, um, a one-time I don't gig? know. We'll but, see. I think we just need to get through the end of this one. <laughs> sure. I, can, I, appre- yeah. Yeah. I hear yeah. you. It's um, a lot of work. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, it, it is a lot of work. And uh, we've now got the um, artist network um, in the UK that are going to help us distribute the funds because oh. you, we've got to be careful as well that we don't get taxed. Yeah, you've got to do it by the rules. So much, yeah. yeah. There's lots of rules and stuff, so... Uh, but we'll reassess at mm-hmm. the end of it and see what we think. Okay. Um, because as these things go, they only kind of start to get a bit of momentum after yeah. a, a bit of time. So, right. but I'll I, let you know. Okay. Yes. Keep me posted because that is. Yeah. Thank you. I I really uh, would like to applaud you for for diving into that uh, effort. Because, yeah. Was, thank you. Yeah. That's not. I'd be stressed out, so I can appreciate that you, you know, that it is a lot of work. And, <laughs> and I, it's a it's a lot of work, but it's also worth it. Yeah. Because if people are that, you know, and desperate, like somebody's got to do something, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. Just, right. Just help yeah. some kind of way, and I you, you need yeah. to do that. Um, the B E C T U Art oh, Technicians Beck, Branch. What? Oh, so that's Beck Two. Um, which I'll be pronouncing it as Bic too. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. So about two years ago, I had some issues with uh, an employer that mm. I left, and they there, there was a lot of some illegal stuff that they did, but I couldn't. I was advised by uh, legal people that I 
essentially that there was nothing they could do really mm-hmm. because the reality is that they would just tie me up in court cases for years because they were a big, massive gallery that had shit tons of money and loads of lawyers. Right. And right. so everyone was just like, really, just don't pursue it. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'm sick of this crap. That's how they win like, that stuff. They, yeah, um, that's And what, also, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> why is there nothing that's – why is there no union? Why is there no support? Like, mm-hmm. so – uh, a friend and I, we approached a lot of unions. Beck 2 came back. They look after theatre, TV, and film in the UK. Oh, so okay. they kind of get this, like, nice. gig worker mm-hmm. kind of weird um, stuff. So um, they've been amazing. Um, so I've been working with them for the last two years, and we're starting to get quite a good uh, – we've got quite a good membership now. We're almost up to um, 100 people. All right. Um, cool. It's, you know, it's, it's slow going Mm -hmm. because also people are very resistant to unions. Um, but, um, yeah, we've been doing, uh, quite a bit of stuff. We've, uh, we've been working on a, we're not calling it a contract. It's a booking confirmation form because in particular for freelancers, there is no kind of contractual fallback. And we seem to be one of the very few industries that have contracts or freelancers and don't actually have physical contracts that mm-hmm. essentially people can call us or email us like the week before we've been booked in for three weeks work and say, we don't need you now. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's no comeback, mm-hmm. you know, that there's not anybody really giving a shit about health and safety mm. on site. Right. right. Um, so, yeah, we've been working on that and also with the current situation just to because it has shown just how precarious we are as workers um, just, yeah, so we're working on that at the moment, but then we're also doing some stuff around health and safety, uh, just like what you should be doing on site and like, just even as simple as like, this is a checklist of should you actually go back to work? Right. Right. Um, you know, like, is it really essential? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, things like that. And, uh, yeah, what else are we working We're working on a few things at the moment. Um, but yeah, it's really great to, to know. And also cause they worked out insurance for us. Cause that was the really big thing that as a, um, freelance, uh, person, uh, technician, yeah. you couldn't actually get anyone to insure you. And so oh. we worked a lot with, um, this insurance company, Hensilla, who they worked out a deal for us. And so if you're a member of the union, you get super discounted uh, insurance. Okay. So it means we're actually covered for once. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I, the first time I got insurance is when I got this full-time job about 16 mm. years ago. And mm. uh, it's a, you know, uh, the other jobs I didn't, well, I didn't, I was young and didn't care, but I, yeah. but no one offered an easy option of insurance, yeah. you know, so yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but um, so that's that's awesome. That's a good opportunity. Is that only in that? Is that must only be in the UK? The Beck two. Yeah, they're only in the UK. Yeah. We have a few, you know, the, in the southeast, the unions are not prominent, but I think there is a United Campus Workers in the right and not uh, <clears throat> in our area. Mm. Um, they're, yeah, they're how do you efforts. guys feel about? Like, cause there, I mean, I know there's the Art Handlers Alliance in New York mm-hmm. and there was someone in LA that was trying to set up something mm-hmm. similar. Um, like, do you think there will be some sort of union representation? I have a feeling 
as time goes, that, sure. that there'll be it's there'll be more representation. I think it's a rough mm-hmm. a, a rough thing to introduce, you know, mm-hmm. just because people are cautious and resistant. I mean, I benefited from uh, working at a not at non union jobs when I was mm-hmm. in, when I was freelancing in New York City, just mm-hmm. because the unions existed and some institutions were unionized. Mm-hmm. We were. Ch- treated pretty well and paid pretty well based on some of the things that uh, being a new union member could offer. You know, like mm-hmm. we got overtime uh, if we were called in uh, for just an hour and they didn't need us for the full four hours, they pay us for four hours just for for calling us in at the spare of the moment, you know. Yeah. So so they gave, so the, so the Guggenheim would do that and, and so I didn't, I, I liked the freedom of not you know, didn't understand it that much, but I like the freedom of not being in the union and still getting some mm. some advantages. You know, mm. so but 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 uh, Georgia is a different environment. You know, it's different. I didn't know how hard it would be to get a job in the field when I moved to Athens. So, right, uh, yeah. So um, it's just been you know. Mm. Also, unions are quite different uh, in my experience, okay. having worked with some union dudes at like art fairs and stuff. Yeah. Uh, like it's a very different beast, mm. it seems, uh, in the US. Oh yes, because like I don't, mm-hmm. yeah, like whereas there's not that kind of the unions here. It's not like you sign up to a union and therefore then like you've got all that like stuff like you're talking about like the overtime, mm-hmm. the like uh, minimum hours charge mm-hmm. sort of thing, mm-hmm. uh, like the the tea break lunch the breaks <laughs> situation yeah. like. Uh, it's not like that here. It's it's more you have legal representation. So like ah. we've got free legal. We've got access to accountants if we want it. Mm-hmm. Like it's someone you go to if you're having issues. I see. I suppose uh-huh. more than like it's a very diff. It's very very different. Okay, I like. Yeah. yeah. Like it's yeah. I like what you. I like where you're going with that. It sounds like maybe something that we could use I'm actually I don't know I, I think I don't know enough about unions in the US I just knew there was some that they were if you worked around union guys and you weren't union they felt in New York they kind of were there uh, they weren't they didn't they I were know when you they had an attitude about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and it's like I borrowed I grabbed somebody's ladder one time and uh, you know oh, yeah. I got in trouble so uh-huh. oops you know I was, yeah yeah you know, I thought we were working on the same project, but you know, it wasn't my ladder. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. The rules yeah. is the rules. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty extreme. Uh-huh. I have to say that. Yeah, I have experienced that. Oh, okay, all right. Well, mm-hmm. you know, so, um, yeah. Um, well, that's good. I like, yeah. Thanks. For, uh, like hearing about that. That you know, that sounds like a, and it also sounds like you're 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 in a art related art groups, theater and, and film, mm. you know, it's yeah, t- yeah. totally perfect for art techs. Yeah. So I noticed that you also volunteer with Packin. Yeah, yeah. So um, I uh, got involved with Packin because I came and spoke, I've spoken at the last two conferences, but the last one in particular, because they were coming over to Europe, um, they asked if I, because I'm obviously same kind of time zone mm-hmm, um, and mm-hmm. closer that um, I could work on start on the organizing committee 
um, for the conference. So yeah, so oh, I volunteer perfect. with PECN as one of their committee, their right. organizing committee members. Yeah, so how's that? They're been? amazing. How's that been? Oh, yeah, good, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm yeah, interested. Yeah, they're great. And, and, yeah, um, that's a, they didn't have that when I was, or if they had it, it, I didn't know about it when I was in the, in in the '90s when I was. Yeah. Late '80s and early '90s. So I've just yeah. now gotten joined up with them. Mm -hmm. So it's a good experience uh, volunteering with them. How yeah, was the event? Yeah, it's really great. Yeah. All right. Uh, the the uh, was it the was it the, was it the Amsterdam event that you helped mm. organize? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I heard it went pretty well. Yeah. To be honest, I didn't really do that much. Oh, you didn't. But um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like. It sounds like I'm taking a lot of credit. Well, I'm sure you were helping in yeah. some, some um, way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, no, it was great. They're, an, um, they're amazing people to be involved with. Mm -hmm. They're super passionate. And um, especially some of the, the old timers that have been around for a while. They're mm -hmm. just amazing people and so passionate about our industry. And um, it's just such a shame that the virus has happened when it has because there was quite a few plans for more training and uh -huh. some other things in the mix. Um, obviously, I can't attend any of those things and right. can't really do that much to help when most of it, when it's in the States. But, mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's uh, they're an excellent organization. Um, yeah, they're really great. Ah, beautiful, beautiful. Mm. So um, thank you uh, for... Um, letting me surprise you with this this uh call two hours early because i no it's all good i think because it means i can have a beer sooner right 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 and i would yeah exactly good good yeah that was that was what i, I was my thinking yeah no i thought i checked i thought i did the math i thought i looked at the proper gadget on my phone to know what uh, what was what and I, yeah. I was wrong good yeah 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 we'll yeah we'll sort this out and then you can go have a happy hour <laughs> inside your apartment <laughs> so, so let's see uh what um is there something i didn't ask about that that maybe uh, you and should... also i'm involved with the mount makers the mount oh. international mount makers forum yeah oh. i've got my fingers in so many parts tell, yes tell me about and share me share that link with me too is there a website for that yeah or? yeah so um i built them a website um, okay so they came to london not last year year before and mm -hmm. did the com uh the uh and their forum here in London, and it was fantastic. It was so great. Okay. Um, and just met a lot of them, and they're really neat people. Another amazing organization that um, they just needed a helping hand to kind of get something because they had uh, some information on a wiki through, oh, I can't remember who it was through, someone, something to do with conservation, uh -huh. um, some organization. And so I built them a website so they could just kind of get themselves out there more and uh, and just showcase more of what they're doing because they wanted to have more photos. I set them up with social media and accounts and stuff. And so, yeah, they're really rolling with that now and doing a great job and getting themselves out there. And they've also got um, – they were supposed to be doing uh, their forum this year. Yeah. But um, they've had to postpone it and they're going to do a live um, – oh, oh, actually, I'm not sure if it's live. Whoops. Um, but they're going to do some broadcasts of the forum, essentially. Okay. They're, just, they're just working out at the moment how that's going to work. Okay. Well, I will yeah. tune in for that. Yeah. But, man, that's doing some cool things. And because I wanted to be involved with them to help as much as I could as well, because I think a lot of what they're doing 
a lot of mountain making feeds into so much of what people do as art handlers and art oh, technicians. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. I know in other previous full-time jobs, there was someone that just used to make fixings for things all the time, but mm -hmm. never called it mount making, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Like, mm -hmm. And so there's kind of a disconnect that people that work in con contemporary institutions don't know this whole thing exists. It's yeah. like, guys, you should all be talking to each other. Because mm -hmm. I know mm -hmm. a lot of people in contemporary uh, galleries and organizations and stuff that they're doing some really cool stuff with brand new materials and really experimenting because they've got the money to do it. Right, right. And then you've got loads of people on the museum side that also, I mean, look at the Getty. They're just in, like the NASA of mount making. Okay. Um, <laughs> but they, uh, you know, there's so much going on there. But then also people that are in small museums that are making do with what they've got but still making the most amazing things. And we... All those people should be talking to each other yes. and it should be seen as part of the whole art technician or art handler, I suppose. Yeah, thing. absolutely. Yeah. 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 That's, that is awesome. I will, I will follow them and, and check mm -hmm. it out because I, I probably will be, I don't, haven't done any raising yet, but I end up doing a little mounting yeah. at, at, at my job. So, well, yeah. If I end up going back. Well, to... check out the website has got a lot of stuff uh -huh. on it, like a lot of really great practical stuff, really? Um, okay. like just about your different materials. And anyhow, mm -hmm. I won't ramble on. Cool. You can oh see oh it no, on, no, but I'll website. share that with our I'll share that with our listeners in the show notes. And, yeah. And uh, anything else you like, Sarah? Thank you so much for joining right. me. I really appreciate it. Oh, and, uh, I really appreciate you listening to me ramble on. <laughs> no, no, no. That's it's just it's good for me. It's good for me, <laughs> and it's good to reach out because I can, you know I only yeah. leave the house for groceries and you know. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> well, do you mind just uh, like sure. so? How come you started this podcast? Oh well, I started the podcast because I wanted just to well I, I was listening to other podcasts like. Uh, uh -huh. WTF with Mark Marin. I don't know if you know. Oh that's, yeah, 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 he, yeah. He's popular. Yeah. And, um That I just started getting so much out of them, and I, you know, kind of I'm involved in music, so I had the few things, a few of the tools around. I, you know, worked in in those programs, and it wasn't. I started focusing on art handlers and and preps and art techs after mm. the shutdown because mm. I want that's what I thought this would be my con contribution to reaching out and get you know sharing information and you know. Yeah. And, but I was just, I meant to do them in person. So mm -hmm. the first tw 19 or so are artists or writers or friends or musicians or something. Mm. And uh, so that's, that's why I started. I just, I realized that really, that's awesome. uh, yeah, so that's what I just like. really some, great. Yeah. And also it's, I'm just a guy that asks questions. You're the contents, you know? So it's <laughs> like, I'm not. There's no... Yeah, but there's, got, there's always got to be a conduit. Yeah, yeah, I'm the conduit, exactly. And exactly. the conduit is a very, very important. Thank you. Because it wouldn't you. happen without yeah, that I conduit. So. <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> like, that. Like, conduit's a very bad word for it. You're more than that. No, no, but that is a, that's the word I have in my, in my head for it. I, I, uh, Facilitator. I uh, okay, all right. Facilitate. Yeah. Facilitate information. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but it's great. Thank you so much for supporting our community. Oh, it's cool yeah. that I haven't... I haven't 
I keep meaning to listen to Sean's one because I've obviously know him and he's such a sweet heart. Yeah, he's a great um, guy. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet. But it's awesome. Thank yeah. you for bringing a spotlight onto our industry. Ah. We always need more. My pleasure. Yeah, yeah, it helps me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, All thank right. you so much, Thank Larry. you so thank much, you. Sarah. Thanks for taking no. the time. No, no, no. Thank you back. <laughs> okay. All <laughs> okay, right. Okay, we'll see you later. See you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Sarah is making a lot happen for the art tech world, even in these uncertain times. I'll share all the links she mentioned in the show notes. Thank you, Sarah. I come away from our combo inspired and also feeling a bit more hopeful. I'm Larry Ford. You've been listening to Limited Perspective. If you'd like to become a patron for this podcast, you can do it for as little as $1 to $3 a month on Patreon. I'll share that link, too. See you next time.